Hey everybody, it's Clint coming to you today and we're going to talk about those negative pesky emotions. How do you handle those things? What do you do with those things? What are you supposed to do when you're mad, sad, angry, anxious, worried, scared, afraid? I know what most of us do with them. We want to run from pain just as soon as we possibly can. So what we tend to do with them is we take those feelings and those emotions and we take them to, to mean something about ourselves. They tend to define us. Or they tend to mean that there is something vastly scary and um, something we should be vastly afraid of out in the world around us. So for instance, we may be mad and angry. And when we're mad and angry, usually for most people, I know for me, for you it may be different, anger means something happened that I wasn't expecting. Or I needed something and I didn't get it. Or I expected something to happen and it didn't happen the way I thought. And we get mad and angry when those things happen. And what we all tend to do in those moments when we're mad and angry about not getting what we needed or what we wanted or an expectation not being fulfilled is we tend to let it define us. We tend to say things to ourselves like, yeah, this never happens for me. I'll never get what I want. People never care about me. This is the worst thing ever. I'm never going to have anything happen good to me. This is always what goes on. And we use those things as more of a definition of how we are in the world. We do anxiety the same way. We feel anxious. We feel worried. And what we immediately start thinking, whether we recognize it or not, is, oh my gosh, there's something terrible going on. What's happening? Why is this going on? Why is this happening? Oh my gosh, this is going to be the worst day ever. I know it's going to be the worst day ever because I just know. I know. I know. And what I want people to do is learn one simple principle about handling your negative emotions. Instead of running from them and trying to solve them, and trying to avoid any pain, what we need to do is welcome them. We need to see our negative emotions or any emotions as information. Rather than our emotions being a definition of who we are and what's happening to us in the world and how we are not performing well enough or nobody cares about us, what we need to see is that our emotions are just information. So, for instance, we've probably all had the check engine light in our car come on. And when that happens, oh, we get anxious, we get worried, we get scared. We're like, oh my gosh, what's this going to cost me? And so we get anxious and worried, maybe even angry, frustrated. But our emotions are the same thing. They're the check engine light for us and our mind and our body because really what the check engine light is, is your computer goes through diagnostics all day when you're driving your car. Goes through them, goes through them, goes through them. And when something is outside of the parameters that are set in your computer system for your car, the check engine light comes on. And literally what the check engine light is saying to you is, check your engine, there's something going on. There's something out of the norm. Check and see what it is. Now, when that happens, of course we get worried and anxious. But the reality is it could be something very simple that cost us four or five bucks. It could be something more major that cost us a thousand bucks. It could be a lot of those things. But most of us in that moment, when that check engine light comes on, we go to the worst case scenario. 
rather than using anxiety to our advantage. Hey, my engine is asking me to check it out to see what's going on. And it may just be a small repair that helps me avoid a bigger repair in the begin in the end. So for instance, this April that happened to me. Uh, my wife and I were coming back from um, Nashville, Tennessee for her birthday. And we were about an hour from home and my check engine light came on. And yes, it made me anxious and I worried what that was and I thought about it. And you know, I said, you know, I don't have the information yet to know what's going on. But yes, I'm anxious. And what I'll have to do is I'll have to stop at the auto zone that's, that's about a mile from our house and I'll let them plug in their little machine and get the code off of there and they can tell me what's going on. So I did that. I stopped on our way back to the house. The man plugged the code, the machine in there, gave me the code, said, hey, what it's saying is it's misfiring. To which I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, it still could be a lot of other things. It could be your coil. It could be a spark plug. It could be a spark plug wire. It could be as simple as... Um, your fuel injector is dirty. He said, so usually what I recommend people to do is get some fuel injector cleaner, put it in there, fill up your tank, um, drive it a couple hundred miles, if the light doesn't go off, then take it in for service and see what's going on with your spark plug or, or coil or that system. So that's what I did. I bought, I think, a $5 bottle of um, seafoam, put it in the truck, filled it up with gas, the next day riding to work in the office, the light went off, hasn't been on since. So it wasn't a big deal. And probably that simple $5 fix saved me a user bigger fix later. Well, I want you to use your negative emotions in the same way. So when you're anxious, instead of it leading to, oh my gosh, this is terrible, this is awful, I know there are going to be terrible, awful things going on, to instead ask yourself a question. Hey, my anxiety would like to tell me there's something bad happening. But is there something bad happening? So if you go back and listen to my last two podcasts about, about overcoming anxiety, um, you will hear um, tools and skills to use about um, emotional mind, wise mind, rational, reasonable mind. You'll hear tools about the snake and the stick. And yes, we're going back there. To help yourself when you feel anxious, to use anxiety to your advantage, to use this information, to see it as it's your, your, your brain has just clicked on the check engine line and is asking you when you get anxious. Hey, check in and see if there really is something bad going on because we think there may be. And the reality is sometimes there's not. It's not a snake. When you're angry, I'll use that as an example. So like I said, when I'm angry, I tend to know that that's about there was something I was expecting that didn't happen there was something I needed I didn't get something like that and if I use my anger to define me I'm going to walk away yeah this always happens I never get anything it's always going to work this way people always are not caring about me this is always what's going on oh my god I can't believe this but if I use my anger as information I get to be angry because of course who isn't angry or disappointed or frustrated when things don't happen the way you expect and who isn't um, frustrated and angry when you don't get the things that you need. But if you use that as information, it becomes questions. Hey, I'm angry. Yeah, I'm frustrated. Something ha didn't happen the way I'd like. Now, what would I like to do about that? Is it really the worst thing in the world? Hey, if I didn't get something I expected, am I willing to accept that? Am I willing to try a different way? Am I willing to ask another person? Hey, if I didn't get what I need, am I willing to accept that? Am I willing to try another way to get my need met? Is there another possible way to meet my goals that I haven't tried yet? 
because my anger is telling me, hey, you didn't get what you needed. What do you want to do about that? So anxiety, anger, sadness, loneliness, fear. It's asking you to stop and check in with yourself and ask the question, hey, what's going on? If I'm sad, what does that actually mean? That I need to be out with people and, and, and make some decisions to be more social? That I need to take care of myself? That I need to exercise? That I need to go talk to somebody? That I need to do whatever I need to do to take care of myself? If I feel rejected, does that mean I'm a terrible, awful person and I always get rejected and nobody cares about me? Well, no, that's the letting your feelings define who you are. Or can rejection mean, hey, I got hurt. I don't like when I get rejected. What am I going to do with that? Hey, do I need to trust that person again or not? What boundaries and limits do I need to set up so I don't get rejected like that again? How can I ask for what I need in a different and better way? What did I do wrong here that maybe led to this? A lot of questions to ask. And this is how you can overcome or deal with your negative emotions. So instead of trying to run away from them and don't want to feel them, and I'll never have them, that's not really the best way to do that. So if you ever want to read a good book, um, it's by Philip Yancey. Um, uh, it's called when it's, Where's God When It Hurts? And the gist of the, the book is that he goes to a leprosy camp in India and he watches these lepers and this man who, who doctor who helps with lepers. And what he notices is that leprosy is a disease that in its essence, your pain, your nerve endings and your pain sensation doesn't work. So this is why lepers have boils and disfigurations and all kinds of other things because they don't feel pain. They don't know that they have a stomach ache. They don't know that their arm's hurting. They don't know that they broke their arm. They don't know that they've stubbed their toe and there's a, it's broken or that there's a massive cut that's infected. They don't feel it. He has an example of the book of uh, he's trying to get in his room at the camp one night and he can't turn the key in the lock. The lock will not turn with the key in it. It will not at all. And he can only force it to a certain point before he feels pain and backs off. Well, a man comes walking down the hall, kind of says, I can help you with that, and turns the key like it's nothing. And Philip Yancey says, I look down at his hand and he has cut his finger to the bone because of all the pressure he put on that because he doesn't feel pain. So another way to think about our painful negative emotions is that, hey, instead of running from them, use them as information. Am I doing what I need to do? Am I asking the questions I need to ask? Am I pursuing things that are going to be hurtful and painful for me and not recognizing because I'm trying to run away from my emotions? Your pain, physically and emotionally, is information to let you know, hey, how and what decisions do I need to make to take care of myself? So now, in your life, in the next week, try to have those negative emotions. Give yourself a moment to ask these questions when you have them. Hey, what is going on? This is information for me. This doesn't define me. Try that. Do that simple task and let's see what happens. Ask those questions. Maybe even journal about it and write down the questions that you have and the answers come back so you can keep, with, keep up with, yes, what for you does your anger tell you? Does your anxiety tell you? Does your sadness tell you? Does your worry tell you? So that you are better able to navigate your relational world around you, your business world, your emotional world. That you will have, be able to make better decisions about how to take care of yourself and those around you. 
So I hope this has been helpful. And we will hopefully talk to you in the next week or so again. If you can, pass this around. Share it with people that you know that are struggling with negative emotions. And have a great week.